You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back and good morning. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Linda Baldwin. And we're broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. One of our favorite priests is on the line. Yahoo! Oh. <laughs> Father Sean Hagerty, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's an honor. Good morning, good morning. It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day, and I'm really, really jealous because you are um, the pastor over at St. Lambert's, which we just had Father Scott Miller on earlier today. Ooh, hey, he is awesome. So I'm excited to have you on. Uh, we've broadcast from St. Lambert's many times, and you've been my co-host a couple of times. But I wanted yeah. to have you on because this weekend, St. Lambert's Parish is doing something that I find fascinating. And that we're going to have Father Samson get this going at Christ the King. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he he doesn't, doesn't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be well, a surprise. He'll be like, Father, hey, you're making more work for me. All <laughs> yeah, right. So tell us what's going on with your parish this weekend. Well, uh, we have a camp, a family camp, at our Broom Tree Retreat Center here in our diocese. And uh, it's a tremendous opportunity for families to just be together for a weekend. We we have a schedule like mass and prayer, but we keep it pretty open. And mm-hmm. it's just an opportunity for families to hang out and share faith together. Uh, you know, we pray stations of the cross and the big stations of the cross there. We walk the stations and, and have different games. But it's just an opportunity for families to get to know one another and hang out in the parish. And it's really a, a wonderful thing. It's just amazing, and I think when you hear of a parish retreat, they're instantly thinking of everybody sitting in the pews and getting a lesson and doing a little bit of a Bible study, but this is literally your parish going on vacation together. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it really is. It, it's, um, you know, about, it started, the vocation, uh, this uh, a Broom Tree retreat started when Father Mason was pastor here, and that was... Oh, I want to say almost 10 or 12 years ago now that this, this retreat started. And uh, he was the retreat director for the retreat, for the retreat center mm-hmm. and, uh, and also pastor St. Lambert. And uh, he kind of thought, well, why don't we have a, you know, a time when families can come out and enjoy the campground and the pool and just be together as families, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll have mass and just hang out. And, and uh, so they got started back then and it's, it's continued on since then, which has just been a wonderful thing. And and uh, just like uh, most things, there's transitions. You know, certain families were there at the very beginning, and then as time has kind of gone on, other new families have come. And uh, some of the staple families don't go as much anymore, but now it's new families that are coming. And uh, that was kind of a transition. It was almost about three years ago when I first got there. And... Uh, there was a new family that came into the parish. There's a couple of new families, and, he, and they're coming to the to the to the camp as well. So it's a great opportunity too for new families to get to know one another mm-hmm. in the parish as well, which I think is just a wonderful thing where you can have those who've been in there for a very long time, and then also new families. It's kind of an opportunity to integrate them into the parish life in, in a deeper way. Yeah. How do you think it's bore fruit for the parish? What do you think it does outside of this weekend? Uh, well, I'm thinking of one family in particular 
that uh, they were talking with me, and they said, Father, you know, we kind of don't feel as, as um, I should say, included, but we just don't feel like we've made a whole lot of friends. We want to get to know more people. We want to have, have more friends in the parish. And, uh, and when they came on this weekend, and it seemed like, in my mind, after that, they really then got plugged into the parish. They really got plugged into a lot of families. And, uh, and they're just a, they're a tremendous parish, a tremendous family in our parish. And they do so much and so wonderful things. And, and it's, in my mind, it's kind of like, boy, what, what we, what did we do as a parish without that family? And, and mm-hmm. when they first got there, they kind of were wondering, kind of, do we really belong here? And after that, it just seemed like it really got the ball rolling for them. And, and so it really, it incorporates the families in, into the parish and it connects them with one another. Cause, you know, after COVID, we all like to think we're alone. We all think no one mm-hmm. cares about us. We're just all by ourselves. And with that, then we don't want to take any risks to go out, visit people, not just risks for getting COVID, but just risks of being rejected, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and there's that fear. And so to come and to be, be at a, an event like this where it's, it's pretty low as far as, you know, expectations and, you know, just pressures of social pressures, but just getting together and being together and, uh, and it is taking a risk going out and being at an event like this, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit. You're kind of like, well, will I get to know anyone? Will I meet anyone? Mm-hmm. And uh, But when they do come, it always is a wonderful event. And families, then they feel more included. I also see them more active in the parish. Um, it's just, uh, we all want to be wanted. We all want to be chosen. We all want to feel loved. And, right. I, and, and after they've done these camps, I've seen, I've seen that more, more fully happen. Uh, we're not perfect. No one's perfect, but I, I have seen the fruit of it, and that's why we continue to do that. We do this, uh, do this retreat, is because it really is, it provides a place for people to feel connected in the parish, to feel chosen, to feel loved, and then they get involved in a, in a, in a deeper way. And, and really, the retreats and have because really everyone has gifts, and the gifts that they have, and really bless our parish too. You know that they. Because when you feel loved, then all of a sudden, like, wow, I want to give myself, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't feel loved, that accepted, you kind of, you're kind of more sheltered and kind of hidden. Hide, yeah. And now you feel loved, <laughs> and it's like, boy, now I feel like I want to be involved, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, whoa, who? I never noticed this about this person before. Well, that's because they feel comfortable now. Now they feel loved, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they provide for that. The retreat center is really good at that, between the swimming pool and the fire pit and walking the stations. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful, fun place to go. We've we've gone there as a family. And it's kind of like a retreat, even if it isn't, the pe- we, people weren't on a retreat, but it was just fun to be with yeah. them. And we, we got to be good friends with the, all the people who were <laughs> hanging out that weekend, you know, so it just happens yeah. naturally. Yeah. So do you yeah, guys take yeah. over the entire area, the whole campground? Yeah, the... Um, we- on the, uh, the east, you know, the east side of, of the, the highway that kind of runs through there, we're yeah. all by the, lo- by the lodges and, and the uh-huh. cabins, and we pretty much rent all the cabins. Wow. We do rent all the cabins, and each family has their own cabin, which has its own little kitchenette, and, and uh, they can kind of stay in their cabin, hang out as much as they want, or if I they want to go out and socialize. You know, we've got games we offer for the kids. Uh, people bring their dogs. Uh, you know, the... Uh, bring your bike. You, you bring your bike. Uh, there's opportunities to go swimming in the swimming pool. Uh, there is bonfires at night, marshmallows, and talking and visiting. You know, one Sounds year like so uh, it fun. rained. It rained quite a bit of the time, so we 
stayed inside and played cards and and uh, mm-hmm. you know so there's, there's and then you know during the they get there Friday night and usually our first thing is just get get checked in and and the first thing is just the bonfire at night. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so because so, so when you got families and all those kids, it's, it's chaotic enough getting out there <laughs> and just know we're, we're gonna have a bonfire together and then. Then the next day, it's kind of do whatever. I know some families will actually then, you know, say if they're close with one family, they'll invite them over to their cabin for breakfast, you know. Right, right. And kind of everyone has, does their own thing in the morning. And then uh, I want to say like around 10 or 11, we have, we go walk the Stations of the Cross together. And anyone who wants to come, we walk the Stations of the Cross. And and then uh, there's this kind of families can kind of decide to do things, like there's kickball or baseball or something too, they can do that. Uh, there's a water game if it's really hot out. And then, uh, then we basically are pretty much free, you know, and then we have, uh, uh, time to have mass. I come out there and have mass with them at, uh, like around five o'clock, Saturday evening mass. And then after that we have a potluck and then again, bonfire and that's pretty much it. So it's pretty, pretty kind of hanging out together. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. It's like, relaxing. Is you know, I was hoping to be able to talk about this, not because all of us listening are invited to go to St. Lambert's family camp, but for our own parishes, it doesn't seem like it takes a lot of work. It just takes dedication on committing yourself to that weekend and go have fun. Hello. I think we might have dropped Lost Father. <laughs> so. <laughs> so uh, that was my hope was just to share with people that, you know, your parish could do this. You know, yeah. it doesn't sound like they put a lot of time and effort. I mean, I'm sure whoever's behind it would disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> but that it doesn't have to be filled with talks and, you know, Yeah, it planned. doesn't take a giant committee working for six months to yeah. fill it up. But the fruits of it would just be amazing. And our lives are so chaotic. Every once in a while, it would be nice to just, what are you going to do today? We're going to sit at a picnic table for four hours and visit. And then we're going to eat lunch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, how often do we get to just sit and do that? To not just visit with a friend. Sit at the pool and watch the kids swim and sit under the shade and and just visit, yeah. you know, and watch the kids splash. And, and every so often you have to go, ooh, when they do it. <laughs> <laughs> Do a cannonball and get you wet, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. But so I think it sounds like a ton of fun, and yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I think it would bear a lot of fruit for a parish. Um, so yeah. we'll see. But I think we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to see if we can't get Father Hagerty back on the line. So uh, stay with us. More real presence live right after this. We'll be right back. Thank you. <laughs> Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. If you are experiencing depression, anxiety, or suffering, especially from grieving, how can you find healing? I'm Father Chris Alar. 
While you should first seek professional help when needed, there is a roadmap that can help you to live your life again, and it is called the Spiritual Principles of Divine Mercy. First, come to admit that you are powerless over the loss of your loved one. Second, come to trust that Jesus can restore your life to manageability. And third, make the decision to entrust your will, your life, and your loved one to the loving care and protection of God. Join us and learn more about how to apply these healing principles in your life. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu nursing. That's umary.edu nursing. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Linda Baldwin. And we're joined by Father Sean Hagerty. And Father, let's just wrap up the uh, family camp that's happening with St. Lambert's Parish this weekend. If somebody sounds like this is a great idea... Where would you suggest they get that started in their own parish? Well, if you're a family and you're saying, boy, I wish I could take my kids to do something like that in my parish and get to know families better myself, well, uh, what I would say is talk to one other family and see if they want to do it. Kind of start planning something, and but get a core group together of families, even two or three, and if you're willing to say, hey, we're going to do this, we want to do this, Father, can we invite other families to come be a part of it? Because we're going to go and do it. Then uh, he'll he'll say, "Yeah, great. We'll advertise it," you know, and and then from there it kind of gets going, you know. So uh, it stems from the families, not the priest. Yeah, as opposed to saying, "Hey, Father, can you get this going?" (laughs) You know, Uh, but but if you say to him, "Hey, we've got a couple families. We're going to be doing this. Hey, can we invite other people to it?" You know, all you've got to do is say yes and. And then, you know, as far as advertising in the bulletin, he can just talk to his DRE. And, and if it gets to be bigger, you can kind of help have the DRE kind of help with coordination of stuff and reserving things and, and whatnot, too. But, uh, but yeah, it's really, if, we're, if there's anything in order for it to really, you know, stand the test of time and to go, is that it has to be people actually want to do it, you know. And, mm-hmm. and part of them getting it started says, hey, they want to do it. So Yeah, excellent. Good to know. Yeah. Good good advice. So we also have another camp that uh, you're involved with. So you aren't the vocations director, but you kind of are. Can you tell us what your role is? <laughs> well, yeah, well, uh, I was vocations director in the past, and I, I ran some events for uh, uh, four vocations. One of them was a vocations camp for junior high boys and then the first two years of high school. And it was at Abbey of the Hill that used to be. Uh, Blue Cloud Abbey is now Abbey of the Hills Retreat Center, so that's the retreat center in the northern part of our diocese. And and uh, so the bishop asked me, even though I don't do vocations anymore, hey, can you can you run this vocation event? Can you do these mm-hmm. events? Because uh, you're you're you did well, Adam. So let's 
just keep going, going if we can. And and uh, so yeah, we had uh, about thirty boys come to the camp, and normally we cap it at twenty four, and uh, we probably would have had actually up to fifty if I w- didn't close wow. on reservation. Wow. And, uh, but uh, that's that's all we could do, and and uh, but it was it was a tremendous tremendous camp that we just got done with, and we always do it at the end of May, beginning of June, and it's run by myself and the seminarians and a few other priests uh, help out as well. And particularly, I had a lot of help this year from Father Tom Hartman, which was a wonder. He was a wonderful help, and uh, really, really made a big difference in, in the in the retreat and, and how it ran. So it was really good to have him there. So, what's the goal of this retreat? What age group is it? Uh, it's those who are uh, going into seventh grade or okay. are just leaving sophomore year. Wow, that big and, of a group! Holy buckets! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it's a, it, it always works out really well, though. I, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I kind of have it at that age because once they turn sixteen, then they can do a lot more other things. But uh-huh. before they turn sixteen, they, there's not a whole lot of opportunities for them to. Hmm. Uh, you know, events for vocational discernment. Sure. Uh, like they can't visit a seminary, they can't go on other silent retreats and things like this. But when they're younger, this is kind of the only thing that they can really it's an opportunity for them. And and uh, hmm. yeah, interesting. So you also have something for the gals coming up soon. What is that? Oh, it's not just the gals. <laughs> People get confused about that. Oh, it's just, it's really? Boys and girls. Really? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's called Sister Camp, but it's basically a camp run by the sisters. Ah. And uh, they, they invite boys and girls to come, and because uh, they are actually, their, ma- their main uh, apostolate is to teach. It's the School Sisters of Christ the King. And uh, when they're not teaching during the school year, they have a camp in which they teach the young people. And... Mm. Uh, that's something that my predecessor as well, Father Mason, brought forward. Uh, he brought the school sister King to St. Lambert to have a sister camp, and uh, I like to joke that he was he was copying me because I brought this. I brought the <laughs> Dominican sisters uh, to uh, Holy Spirit when I was just a new priest, and then he saw that and he's like, "Well, we're hey. going to do something like that too." And the very next year, he brought the he brought the school sisters Christ the King in, which are wonderful sisters. And where are and, they from? Uh, they're from Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, they've been coming consistently now for over 10 years. They love, love St. Lambert Parish. They love to come and do sister camp. And last year we didn't have it because of COVID, and they, they were really sad that I mean, we did a virtual one. But yeah. It was a lot different having a virtual uh, virtual one. And one of the big draws is, is, you know, we hear about sisters, but we don't actually really see a whole lot, you know. Right. But here's an opportunity for young people to interact with sisters, interact with nuns. I think how many parents or grandparents got taught by sisters, and, and young kids, they have no idea what a sister even looks like or what they do. And hmm. and here's a great opportunity a whole week. You could spend time with these wonderful young sisters. They have these beautiful blue habits, and and they, they teach on a regular basis, so they know how to work with kids. And and uh, and, a lot, and they bring in a lot of the young ones, too, so they're... You know they can really relate to them and and that level as well and and uh, it's just a tremendous thing and and these sisters are so down to earth I really I really appreciate that about them mm-hmm. and really prayerful very prayerful. So is this a camp that is just for St. Lambert's parishioners or how does this work? Well, we are St. Lambert, but but because it is such a unique opportunity, we do allow other parishes and other people to come and be a part of it. So. 
and we, uh, for this week coming up, next week that is, uh, we have 150 people signed up already. Uh, 100 of them are for the sister camp, and then 50 of them are for the younger ones. They don't spend as much time with the sisters. They're just four years old, the first grade. Mm-hmm. But if they're second grade to eighth grade, uh, we got a hundred of them signed up, and we we have we have our room. We can take more people to come be a part of sister camp and get an opportunity to meet some sisters, be with some sisters. Uh, oh. If people want to learn more about the sisters too, they can go on their website, the wonderful website, and and uh, it's just a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. And we have people from other parishes, uh, several other parishes, that come and be a part of it as well. So, particularly those parents who really want their kid to be exposed to all vocations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want you know young people to be able to say, hey, you know, uh, if they're called to a sister, be a sister. Their daughter is called to be a nun. They at least have some kind of a, a vision in their head what that actually looks like, what that could be. Yeah. So then they can respond to that call more more fully. You know, so uh, I, think, I think we get a lot of people who the parents are really want want the, the vocation for their child to be fulfilled. You know, like that, that's the kind of young pe- people that generally come to the camp. Mm-hmm. And so there's wonderful, it's just a wonderful kids. All the kids are wonderful, but, but the, you know, it's, the kids that come, you can tell the faith is really reinforced at home as well. And uh, it's just the kids want to be there. They love being there. They get it from home to reinforce. Just a, just a wonderful, wonderful camp. Very unique opportunity. Uh, you, you don't find more, many opportunities like that really yeah. anywhere. Right, right. So that camp is actually starting next week. Is that starting on Monday? Monday. Monday the 28th? Monday the 28th. Okay. So where would people go if they want to sign up? Just call our office, St. Lambert office. Go to our webpage, and and you can either email us. You can email Ellen in particular. Ellen is her name. But but if you just call the parish office, you know, we'll get you connected. And I forget the actual cost. I want to say it's maybe like $40 or something. It's not really expensive. Mm-hmm. But if you if you if you uh, look at our bulletins on our webpage, you just go to the communications area on our webpage. Look at our bulletins. Get all the details in there uh, okay. about the uh, costs and and then it's, it's generally in, in the morning. And then uh, you know there's opp- we have mass every day. I'll, get, I'll have mass with them at eleven thirty and confessions before that. And and uh, yeah. So and then there's going to be on Wednesday potluck dinner. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, on on Wednesday evening of that week as well. It'll be outdoors. And uh, grill out, hot luck, and grill out. So nice, lots going on at St. Lambert's. Yeah, yeah, no, it's <laughs> a wonderful, wonderful gift. We have a lot of wonderful people in the parish that, that, that desire to to do those mm-hmm. things. So we just actually last uh, about three weeks ago, we had a parishioner who just wanted to do a grill out in our parking lot, invite other families to come. So we did mm-hmm. that. She just we wrote in the bulletin, anyone can come and. There were there were several families. There were quite a few people, and uh, and we uh, you know I just sat down and hung out and ate and kids played in the playground and families just got to get to know one another and anyways they're going to do that exact same thing when the sisters come. So and then we'll have all them and then and in addition, all people who are there at the camp that'll be coming as well. So hmm. it'll be a great opportunity. Wonderful. Well, Father Hagerty, thanks for joining us today. Any last thoughts for our listeners? Well, uh, you know, just one last thought. Be thankful today. That, that's the most important. That's the, that's the best life to live is a life that's thankful. Mm-hmm. You can always count what you don't have, but you can, but, but, uh, but, uh, but then we're never happy. But to mm-hmm. count what we do have, like, what God blessed you with today. 
and let joy fill your heart, peace fill your heart today, and the Lord loves you. Amen. Thank you, Father Hagerty. All right. God bless you, and uh, we'll see you around. Let's see you at sister camp. So go to our, call our office <laughs> and come on down. We'd love to have you. All right. People come out of town. People coming even down like Brookings come down. So there you go. Come on down. Come on uh-huh. down. All right. Father Hagerty, have a great weekend. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. St. Lambert's is on fire. That's awesome. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I just yeah. love to bring people on to talk about ideas like, oh, I never would have dreamt of inviting my entire parish to go camping. I know. Isn't that fun? It's a great idea. It is a great idea. Too bad we're so busy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have Saturdays off, and don't you even be asking. You, <laughs> you work here on Saturday. <laughs> Well, if you missed any of our talks already this morning, it's just been a phenomenal morning, and it's not over yet because we have Chris Motes coming up next. Today is actually the start of Religious Freedom Week, so today is the feast day of St. Thomas More and John Fisher, two very uh, fantastic men, English, British men, that um, stood up for the Catholic Church, and so he's going to be talking about Religious Freedom Week and what that means. If you've missed any of our previous interviews, Father Scott Miller, brand new ordained, was our first guest. Missy Bomberger, our second guest, talked about the importance of Mass as a layperson. And then Father Sean Hagerty, we just got off the phone with him talking about some of the great activities and things that are going on at St. Lambert's that hopefully you can pick up and, and do at your own parish to help with the life of your own parish. So if you've missed any of that, you can always check out our podcasts on realpresenceradio.com, or you can download our free app, or you can go to any platform that has your favorite podcasts. We're on there. We're that cool, Mom. Oh, cool. <laughs> What's your favorite podcast? My, oh, Father Mike Schmitz. <laughs> no, I don't know why I asked you that. It's like, oh. <laughs> the Bible in a year. You have to you have to be knowing everybody's doing that. Oh my gosh. I've never listened to anyone, um, maybe Father Haggerty, but who is so positive. Just nonstop yeah. good positive. We so need that right yeah. now, don't we? Yes. Just makes you feel good. He always makes you smile, makes you laugh. He'll be reading some horrible reading and you'll say how is he going to make this sound good and he does you just can't believe it that he did make it sound good and you're like how on earth yeah crazy well folks we'll be back with chris motes right after this we're going to be talking about religious freedom week we'll be right back live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.